To another episode of Below the Dog Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. And I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping the season six, episode three, titled True Colors. But before we get into that, we'll get into some trivia for Terry. All right, I have a lot of questions this week, and by a lot, I mean five. <laughs> Number one, what is the name of the college paper? Oh my God, I looked at this on purpose. Sometimes I just be like, sis, did you watch the episode? I know. What the hell? Wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, I have no clue. The core. Oh my God. And after all that. <laughs> what kind of shampoo does Emma wear? It's honey vanilla. Yes. What is Peter's middle name? <laughs> Michael. Yes. How much money did Emma raise? Uh, was it 234 or 243? 243, I'll give it to you. Okay. How old is Jack now? Three. Yes, look at you. You're like, what? <laughs> An 80%? Yes, I started off not strong, but then I came back. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. That is hilarious. All right, friends. Well, this is normally where we get into Terry's tidbits. And our tidbits for today uh, come from your responses on our Instagram. So thank you to everyone that participated in our little poll. Um, I think you asked them like about their crazy roommate stories or their wildest roommate stories. I did because I realized that like the fun of college is having genuinely crazy roommates. I mean, not mm-hmm. the fun, but they really could have gone somewhere with this and they just simply did not. And so I was interested to see what other people had for crazy roommate stories. And I got at least six stories here. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Um, One user replied three times. <laughs> they repeatedly asked me to borrow my car despite not being licensed nor insured in our country (laughs) would clean our dishes with MLM spray instead of just washing them. So that bitch was using thieves. Wait, I'm screaming. I was struggling to figure out what MLM spray was. Did you remember like boom people used to sell those like essential oils? I assume that I assume they were using essential oils, but also there is an MLM for soap that somebody was selling, but I assume it was essential oils because First of all, MLMs always prey on single moms. So I had two single mom friends about eight, nine years ago, and they got super into selling essential oils. And I'll never forget her being like, this is an all natural cleaner. And I remember being like, yeah, no, bleach. (laughs) It's bleach, right? We just need bleach, sis. And I, I'll never forget having another single mom friend because again, they, that's how they get y'all. I don't know what it Mm -hmm. is. Um, and she was like, well, it's, it's all natural and free of chemicals. And it's like, but water is a chemical. So, (laughs) so you're lying and we're not going to clean anything at all with what you're selling. Got it. Just tell me you didn't take chem one and go. That's funny. 
Um, another one, former friend moved out two months. Oh, friend was in quotations. Um, <laughs> so they were living with a friend and two months into their new lease, that old friend left to live with their new boyfriend. So they That's broke that wild. lease. And this is why I assume they're a former friend. Right. And also, if you don't know, that's expensive. Like, rent is expensive. Breaking a lease is even more expensive. Screwing somebody over like that and having to make them, like, move out and go through the process again is wild over some dick. (laughs) I have seen people really just be like, you fuck up with somebody's money and they're like, absolutely not. You will never do it to me again. You screw over my money one time and never again. And those are, like, the quickest friendships I've seen to end. That's a boundary for people, like a real life boundary. Because <laughs> I know somebody else who caught, cut off a friend over kind of a money related thing. And so, yeah, money will make people cut you off real quick. And I don't blame you. You screw right. that level of money you screwed that person out of. Absolutely. We're not friends no more. Right. You got to go. Um, my ex roommate was a real piece of work. Too many things to mention <laughs> here. I think that was the one. Oh. She got myself and our other roommate evicted because she didn't pay her portion of the rent. Again, with people money, right? <laughs> not friends. Um, not a roommate, but my tour guide at a university brought a guy back to have sex during my visit. No fucking way. That is so nutty. I want to know if this person ended up going to the university. Um, so those are the responses that we got. Oh, damn. That is hilarious. People will be getting shot in my area. Every day I'd be like, I don't want to move. And then it'd be five o'clock and it was like, hey, let's, it's nice outside. Let's go for a walk with the child. And right after we decided, I was like, you know, I don't like going for walks after her nap because it's going to get darker. It's hot outside. You're going to be acting a fool. So I was like, I don't really like to do that. So the decision was made. We're just going to keep her in. Five minutes later, I heard gunshots. That is so nutty. Yeah, all right. So we made the right decision. Yeah. That is freaking nutty. What are y'all doing? What What are y'all doing? Anyway, Girl. so you guys had some fun stories. I'm sure way more people have fun stories. Mm-hmm. If you are listening to this, I would love to hear your fun roommate stories. Because I know that Terry and I are not the only ones who had fun roommate stories. Yeah, not at all. Honestly, oh. though. Uh, like, I know my sister lived with a roommate, too. That was fucking nutty. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the details of it. It's very blurry for me, but I do remember she had a nutty roommate. If you had a roommate during college, there's there's no way that you didn't. One of them wasn't crazy. And now I'm wondering, who was I the crazy roommate for? <laughs> I know I was probably the crazy roommate for that racist girl because one time I came in and I was like, bitch, let's go. I heard you talking shit. Now, for what it's worth, I don't. I, just, man, I need to be clear. That is not what I said. I said, "Ma'am, I heard you on your phone, so it seems like you feel some type of way. Let's talk about it." That's so funny. And she stayed silent, and I said, "Okay, well, you're not going to talk, so I'm going to tell you that I have a problem with your boyfriend pooping in our toilet and leaving it there." Ew. And then I went off on her, but I didn't go off on her. Like I wasn't yelling, but I was like, "I don't like that you're calling the RA saying it's toxic to live here when I haven't done anything." And clearly you have never spoken to me about any issues. And then she ran to her boyfriend and told him that I like scared her and I was mean. Typical 
right. victimization shit. Yeah, you try to have um, a conversation with someone and then suddenly they're the victim. Right, and then he left this crazy voicemail. I wish I still had it. I would play it. They oh broke up, God. by the way. So fun of fairy on him. <laughs> and fun yeah. fact, for their two and a half year anniversary, she gave him 30 pumpkins with reasons why she loved him on it. What? And he did nothing for her. So when you do clownery, the clownery comes back to bite. <laughs> It's very much so giving Jimmy and Ashley when he gave her that fucking clay rock. Oh, God. And he got a chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm sure other people have crazy roommate stories, and I want to hear about them. So please put something in our inbox. I'm nosy. Yes. We could have sold these stories to Degrassi because, again, they could have done so much better with the the college years. But Degrassi's not buying, so indulge anyway right. i guess that's it for the tidbits today you ready to get yes. into a recap yes let's get into it all right so we are following ellie on her quest to become a writer for our plot b her super boring article was left out of the core apparently it was full of mistakes or something so she complains but nobody cares you know who also <laughs> doesn't care me i don't care at all ellie begs for another chance to be included in the paper her and Jesse go back and forth over how the, her paper should have been included because she got an A. Ellie acts like she hates Jesse, only for us to be totally surprised when he asked her out. I didn't see this coming at all. Oh, hey, girl. Girly pop. So I'm trying to figure out why the core is the fifth largest paper in Toronto. This is a university paper. Nothing else is going on in Toronto. Right. Why were they working so hard for this damn paper? To which I also had the thought of like, this is so dated because who reads the newspaper like that anymore? Girl. Girl. I was like, okay. Anyway, she's going to be a journalist, okay? And it's the fifth largest paper in Toronto. Ellie and Jesse are flirting. Oh no, they're just having a conversation. After returning to her pace and... Guess what? Jesse tries to kiss Ellie. But Ellie ain't had a man in like three years because she's been busy pining after Craig. So she is definitely taken (laughs) off guard. And Marco tells her, I guess you're over Craig. Good. Finally. And everyone else's man. Child. One thing that's confusing to me is how long Jesse's been in college. (laughs) Apparently, he has established a pattern of preying on freshmen. Miss 2005 still being on the core. Ellie would be yet another, but I'm going to assume that there must have been at least one other before or after this girl. So Jesse has been running the core for how long and is still a senior preying on freshmen? Like, I don't like it. I don't get it. And he looks old as hell in comparison. Okay, I actually said that later. I said <laughs> he he looks like he's 40. Is it drugs? Mm-hmm. I did end up looking into it. He was born in 1984, his character, which makes him four years older than Jesse. I wonder how old the actor who played him was. He looked like a grown-ass man playing a college student. Girl. Steve Belford. Let's see. Let's see. He also was, of course, in Radio Free Roscoe. (laughs) He was born in 1980. This is True Colors... Like 2006. Grassy. So what? He was 26 when this episode filmed? 
Wow. Life. <laughs> what an intro. You know, everyone ages differently. Anyway. They, do. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Well, anyway, so he's been preying on freshmen, and I don't like it. And neither does Ellie, because she feels like she's being picked for articles because Jesse likes her. Because he does give her, like, this music article that everybody likes, and she feels bad about it. So she goes home to stress bake. Wanted to know, did you catch Dylan's shade about her baking? Yes, I caught it, and I <laughs> I was trying to figure out why he said to Marco that, like, his designer jeans, like, it wouldn't matter about them not fitting because the food wasn't good. Like, <laughs> I went back and I, re- I watched that and I was like, no, he didn't. But also, oh, well. Yeah. What was she making, too? It literally looked like the most random array. Like, that was mashed Nobody potatoes knew. that he ate or something. Nobody knew. I I, I don't think she knew. And that's why it tasted no. like trash. <laughs> anyway, Ellie doesn't want to sell out over Jesse. And so she decides to give her article to Eric, which I don't blame her because Jesse looks like he's 40. Anyway. <laughs> Jesse explains to Ellie that he didn't give her the piece because he wanted to get into her pants, but instead it was because she likes music and she's also cute. Then they kiss and they agree to date serious secretly. I can talk. Go. Girl, not them just giving us this relationship because it's a grown man. nobody asked for it. Didn't nobody right. ask for it. They're finally giving her someone that's not somebody else's man, I guess. But, it, like, why is it the first guy that she meets at college? That's annoying. You're wrong. Right? It's like she just... I'm, if she had just came out of a relationship... I mean, I'm torn. I wish she would wait waited a little bit longer. But Ellie needed to get herself a man. Yeah. It's true. That is true. And I guess that is realistic for college. You know, especially people who, like, didn't have a relationship in high school. Once they transitioned to college, it's, like, game over. They find a man ASAP. Just yeah. to have them in your goddamn room with them. All the time. In your space. <laughs> Just to be in your space. Giving us worthless ass storylines. Mm-hmm. They really gave us nothing. Anyway, are you ready to go on to plot two? Yes, yeah, so at least this had some substance. It did. So I'm fascinated that they managed to cover Peter getting off for his crimes due to his access to privilege, but they don't actually call it out directly. At all. Like, next class would never. Someone would have stepped <laughs> in and been like, that little privileged prick. But on here, it was just kind of like, oh, that's so interesting that happened. Well, anyway. Right. A slap on the wrist, they say. Yeah. Like, they, it's like they call it out, but they don't say, I don't know. And anyway. So this is exactly how we enter into the episode. Peter's parents' connections managed to get him a lost license, community service, and John is... John? Sean is in jail. <laughs> Peter is funny because he blames the whole thing on Sean as if he wasn't thirsty as F to get into the races. Right. Like, you were begging that boy to meet him at the races, but okay. Emma tells Peter that she has no interest in talking about Sean and moving forward, or moving forward, and Peter means lucky Peter because that basically means that he won. Right. I can't stand that little. Anyway, Peter extends a more heartfelt apology for illegal street racing and tarnishing Degrassi's reputation than he did for distributing child pornography. Just saying. There you go, honestly. But Mr. Simpson is about as unamused with his this charade as I am, and he remarks as just as much to his entire class. He's like, mm, okay. Seen this before. But- 
Right. But it's crazy that he got so, like, he does more for that than he did for the whole, like, distribution of the child porn. But he still doesn't feel bad. Right. And I think it's interesting that they didn't have him do the same thing with the freaking photos because he, like, distributed those at school, like, on campus to the students. You know what I mean? This was off campus at night with another Degrassi student. I don't get the correlation of him doing the morning announcements. Exactly. And it's like, how are you punishing him more for this than you did? I mean, I understand why you're punishing him for that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand why you didn't. You, Miss H, you did nothing. You did nothing. Yeah. I didn't understand that. It's like Manny had more of a consequence. She got kicked off Spirit Squad. Right. She really did have to pay for that. And that wasn't even her fault. Again, it was brought on by him. And Peter got, what, 10 10 detentions? Yeah, he had like in-school suspension, maybe? I don't even... Yeah, because you know what? I remember Paige was in the detention at some Mm -hmm. point in time. And she's like, "Um, he sent nudes. And I was mouthing off in class. One of us can go. And she's absolutely right. This boy got 10 weeks detention for what? He shouldn't be able to walk the school with any women, let alone like absolutely. And the fact that he pulled out a camera on some girls again later in this season, I'm very confused. I'm I'm actually a lot a bit confused. But anyway, um, once again, Manny is the only one worried about Sean. Peter shows up to complain that he's under strict supervision and he can't even take Emma to the dance. It's really confusing because Emma, I'm like. I can't tell if Emma herself is just bad at acting or if Miriam is bad because she's like, oh, this is so unfair. But I just can't tell if she's like sarcastically being like, this is so unfair. Or if she's just having a very hard time conveying that she thinks this is unfair. Mm -hmm. I, I I think she actually thought it was unfair, which is concerning. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, Manny is the only one, like you said, that cares about Sean, but also the only one kind of, like, really questioning or not saying privilege, like we said, but, like, really being, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how is Peter at school functioning, doing all these things, and Sean is sitting in a jail cell? Like, granted, Sean ran, but, like, the difference in, like, the punishment is wild, and Emma can't even see that because she thinks it's so unfair that he can't go to the dance with her. so crazy to me. Like, Emma... (laughs) The F is going on with you, girl. Be for, for someone real. Who, who came out here being an activist, but you are completely oblivious. And yes. like Manny's calling it privilege without calling it privilege. But there's a line, and I want to say it's around the time when Manny is having her coming of age party. And she mentions that she kind of casually calls Emma out for not really understanding immigrant parents. And then that's the end of the conversation. Mm. And Manny's like, well, what does when my... Emma's like, well, what does when my parents came to this country have to do with anything? And Manny's just like, I'm not even going there with you. And that's the end. Right. What a dummy. Next class would never. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) Like, they would be... (laughs) Man, they would have sat her down, called her a racist, (laughs) like, exiled her from the group. Yeah, she's a dummy in this, like just very clueless and really acting on her own privilege, honestly. Which 
is honestly a pretty accurate reflection because when you think about how she's so anti-abortion and she's mm. so anti-GMO, but she's also so pro save the whales. Like if this ain't a white feminist, if I ever heard of one girl through <laughs> and through, she really does play that role. Like dang girl is JK Rowling. Like, is that your girl? <laughs> Cause that that's how mama? you act. <laughs> All right, so Emma proposes a masquerade ball for whatever new dance they're planning when Jay shows up to Degrassi. I'm confused because Emma says, if Jay is back at Degrassi, I'm dropping out. But why? Spinner's <laughs> back. And right. that's not the worst. Like, that's not the worst of what Jay has done. He's, I like, I know he gave her gonorrhea and he sold <laughs> drugs to, for JT. And, but like, gonorrhea was curable and JT. Yeah, so like, what? What are we? What are we mad at Jay for? But not Peter. Girl, Peter is here after sending news of your best friend. You're dating him. What do you mean? And furthermore, the last time Emma led a school-wide protest over somebody returning to Degrassi, she got a gun pulled on her. So you would think <gasps> that she would learn her lesson and not talk about how if they back at Degrassi, I'm leaving. Girl, sit your ass down. Sit down and read a book. Like, you really about to leave that girl, huh? Okay. That's crazy. But you was dating Peter secretly behind Manny's back. Like, mm-hmm. it's one plus one is not equaling two here. The math is not mathing this entire episode. Not at all. So Emma goes to tell Jay that he needs to leave, and Jay doesn't have the time for her bullshit or the fact that Peter got off with a slap on the wrist. Emma is super annoying because it's just like she's. Being an activist is her main personality trait, but she doesn't know shit about anything, such as, like, people in prison. Right. Oh, my God. He got jumped, but why? Jail is dangerous. Jay don't got time for her gentle crash course in educating Emma either, because he says, It's jail, Emma. It ain't your boyfriend's country club. Which I realize after the fact is funny, because I'm pretty sure earlier in the first episode... She was at the country club with Peter. Mm-hmm. When he got so his like, car. I was like, oh, so he's like really actually saying like, he's not even sarcastic being like, bitch, it's not a country club. He's he's actually saying, bitch, I know that your boyfriend goes to the country club, but he's in jail. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite line. And also one of the only times that Jay is over here making sense. Oh my <laughs> God. So much sense. It, it honestly hurt a little bit, but he was not wrong. <laughs> right. So he asked Emma, can you please go to Sean's court hearing because he could really use a friend. Meanwhile, Sean is suffering jail. Peter is still taking his car out to meet up with Emma. He makes a slick comment about not liking Emma's shampoo scent. And did you know people be out here just not using conditioner ever? That's what I was confused about. <laughs> it's my that shampoo. Makes absolutely no sense. Like, anyway. Moisture wear. <laughs> It's clear to Emma, but then they'd be super surprised, like, my hair is so dry. Are you wearing, are you using conditioner? Not at all. One time I worked at a summer camp, and I want to say I was in the cabin with girls who were, like, between the ages of maybe, like, 8 or 9 to, like, 11. And let me tell you something about children. They lie, and they don't <laughs> like taking baths. <laughs> So it'll be a thing where you got to do a soap check where the kid soaps their whole body. And it's not, it honestly feels like an invasion of privacy when I'm going to say that doing a soap check, they, what they do is they stick their arm out and the arm has to be soaped down. So the <laughs> assumption 
is that they soaked up their entire body. But I'm going to let you know that some of these kids will soap up their arm and they will oh, lie. Yeah. Um, but you know what? At this point in time, you only here for about a week. So you, gonna, I'm going to see your soapy arm and your arm's going to get really clean during this week. And we'll just go about our business. Some of them kids are just going in the shower and I don't know what they were doing. I guess, honestly, kids, you have no, they come with varying hygiene abilities. Who knows? Sometimes people will still wash their kids' hair at that age. Didn't occur mm-hmm. to me. So at the, the, it was like the last night of camp and this girl comes out with a rat's nest. I don't know how we were going to get this out. How could I send you back to your parents with a rat's nest? And I think we're going to have to cut out. And everybody's like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We clearly didn't do our jobs. <laughs> when I tell you all I had to do was get conditioner to get that thing out. Oh, and everybody's God. like, oh my gosh, what did you do? I'm black and I put moisture in it. And that got rid of the knots. And I want y'all to know better about hair care. That is nutty. A knot and just like as simple as that, especially if you have a fine texture hair, it's not the end of the world to like get a knot out. It's not. It's not. You just need moisture. And it's crazy that these people acted like I introduced them to, I don't know, slice It was witchcraft. It was witchcraft. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) she got that out. Witch, burn her. Relax. It's it's Aussie conditioner. Because at that point in time, that's what I was still using. You know what? I've come a long way. Yeah. Anyway. So Emma's shampoo smells like honey vanilla. And it's clear to Emma that Peter doesn't really feel guilty about his involvement in the incident. She makes an excuse to leave after she realizes this piece of shit doesn't care. So now she's at home picking out an outfit for Sean's trial and Manny accuses Emma of being an emotional ping pong ball. But I'm confused because Manny, you started out this episode taking up for Sean and now I feel like you keep going back and forth. Right. Bringing him up to her. Do you want her to care or not? Mm Mm-hmm. Emma shows up and she sees that Sean looks awful. But Sean, he loves her shampoo. Honey and vanilla. How different from Peter the Menace. And I was thinking, I think Peter's probably going to replace Jay as a menace. But anyway. Mm, Good point. Sean's public defender didn't show, so he's going back to jail. He asked Emma, which also is unjust because he's been charged with a crime but not found guilty of a crime. So it's crazy that he has to sit in prison or jail, whatever you want to call it, for this duration until he can find an attorney to represent him. And that still goes on today. So this isn't just an issue of the 2006 period. Just throwing that out there. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Also, cash bails are terrible. Anyway. So he asked Emma about her status with Peter, and Emma's like, of course I'm still with them. But Sean says, bitch, why is you here? Oh, why is you here? (laughs) I asked him, and he said he didn't do it, because Peter be telling the truth, right? Girl, the way I, like, audibly yelled, you dumb whore. Like, because why would you ask him and expect the truth? Like, you can't be, you cannot be this dumb. That's crazy. Anyway, where are we? Emma wants to raise money for Sean to get a better attorney. How kind of Peter to buy a fancy mask for Emma, and she's back interested in that scumbag. This girl is at the masquerade, secretly collecting money for Sean and wearing the gorgeous mask that have Peter left for Emma in her locker. Girl. Wow. Wow, that's 
That's crazy, Manny thinks. Peter doesn't have your combination. And at last, it dawns on Emma. Girl. Wow, that's crazy. This raggedy POS has access to the student lockers, so Emma calls Peter out for breaking into Sean's locker, and the truth comes out. Peter defends his actions, and Emma tells him that the two of them are finished. When you see me in class, don't look at me. (laughs) If you see me in the hall, don't speak to me. We are through, or some other shit. She is funny. She ended up raising $243, but Snake is going to find Sean a good public defender. So she has to leave when she goes to go visit him, but she doesn't leave before giving Sean some of her shampoo. I want to know how she snuck that into her visitation. Because let me tell you, I've done watch Loved After Lockup. You can't even wear so much as a bra to go, a wire bra to go visit your man. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. You got to have them titties hanging. <laughs> or Girl, I guess, like, a wireless. Why did they think, or like, why did she think he was going to be able to bring that in somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, hello? It's just, but it's just not as good as the real thing. She is I'm so, so nutty. Where, where, where is Sean going to put that shampoo? Because I have a feeling that he only got two holes. <laughs> he got two holes. Anyway, um, Emma, I guess, has chosen her man in jail over choosing oh. to just be single for a little bit. And the episode ends with them gazing into each other's eyes. She is a dummy if I've ever seen it. Because why did it literally take? It took, like, several references in this one episode for her to realize Peter was trash. Like, when she got in the car to see him after he stole his mom's keys, wow, that's weird. Why would he steal someone's keys? Because he does it all the damn time. And then he literally is like, oh, I, like, know where she hides the keys. That was a dead giveaway that he also knew where the mom hid the keys at school. Like, hello? This man had no remorse zero remorse and even in a few episodes when he meets his rehab girlfriend of darcy edwards who rehabs all of the trash men um and i'm pretty sure she has no effect on him but anyway even when she when he goes to you know girlfriend rehab of darcy edwards he still does not accept that he was at fault for the end of his relationship with emma He's still like when she, I'm so hurt about it. And it's like, you did that to yourself. You could have just left her and Sean alone. Yes. That part. Well, actually, I guess she did make out with Sean. But he was the one who was obsessed with going to the races to meet up with Sean. If he wouldn't go into no races, he wouldn't Mm -hmm. put Emma. Anyway, I guess Emma was responsible for that. But Peter still ain't shit. And neither is his mama for that regard. Hmm. Yeah. No, he's still wrong in that because like they shouldn't have been together in the first place. But the fact that he did all that after also wanting to date Sean himself is very strange. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my moral for this episode is to believe someone when they tell you who they are. Mm, that's so funny because I thought of that quote when I was watching the show. <laughs> because Peter has been garbage since season the, his first episode on the show. He has been straight garbage. And you wanted to think that because he chose you somehow, he was cute and he was mm-hmm. nice, that he wouldn't do it to you too. And then he did. And here we are. So, yep. Yeah. I know. I think mine was, oh, if the math is not mathing, then you need to be more skeptical. Mm-hmm. So Emma, you had a lot of different 
times and instances where you should have been more skeptical instead of believing someone who, like we just said, has shown you who they were. But you go off, Queen, because it literally, third time's a charm with you in this episode. Glad you finally realized it. I don't think she ever gets smarter. (laughs) I really don't. But we're going to find out, and I'll let y'all know. (laughs) Actually, she gets real annoying this season, but we'll get there. Next on Degrassi. Jimmy starts coaching the girls' basketball team and wants to take his relationship with Ashley to the next level since his paralysis. Oh, but since his paralysis, he's not been able to get an erection. Wow, we just really going into it, huh? Wow. Meanwhile, Darcy as a new spirit squad as a new spirit squad captain clashes with the choreographer Manny over the new girl Mia. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. No, seriously, tell us your crazy roommate stories. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week. Whatever it takes. Will we? We'll find out.